Kill everyone now. (laughs) Condone first degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. (laughs) Are you saying that to Glee? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. Kill all of New Directions now. (laughs) I mean, they're kind of. Advocate Will's murder. (laughs) Eat Kurt and Rachel. Um, yeah, this is Sam Maggie Hate Glee, if you couldn't tell from us immediately, just, you know, getting to the point. Um, but I'm Sam. And I'm Maggie, and we watched episode three of season four this week. It's called Makeover. It's directed by Eric Stoltz and written by Ian Brennan. Hey, Sam, hit me with the stats. Yeah, so it originally aired on September 27th, 2012, with 5.7 million viewers, which is down from last week's 7.46 million, and also just feels very low. Um, I don't know if we've actually been this low before, (laughs) so... Also, um, an important note is that uh, September 27th, 2012 is about, uh, you know, two months before the election of that year, which is... They're really hopping on that election fever. This is... In 2012, it would have been Romney and Obama? Yes. Yeah, it was Obama's second campaign and Romney's first, or well, I mean... Whatever, bazillionth, but first presidential. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. He didn't become Mormon king of America. So not, we're well, pretty. Not yet, not Maggie. Yet. We'll not see. Not yet, anyway. Fucking Christ. We live <laughs> in a horrible place. All right. Well, that was. I, I was. I've been feeling pretty good over the past couple of days. Like, I had therapy yesterday and, like, things were real good. And then mm-hmm. today, I remember that the environment is trash and that yeah. like we're, you we're not that doing the, anything that the so. climate report that our own government put out um is basically being ignored by said government isn't that yeah. so great isn't it so great that we like sort of live in a land of contradictions where the earth is going to literally kill the human race isn't that so amazing i, mean, I love it i i actually do kind of love that um like... you, you love that our own hubris <laughs> will eventually destroy us yes. yeah the earth will outlive us like it's not really uh the narrative it's like oh let's save mother earth and it's like fuck mother earth is fine um <laughs> well i mean maybe not like fine but like she's but, gonna be like i mean she's like sort of in a transitional period right now she's like going through like <laughs> mother earth like puberty. quinn quinn fabray you know goth <laughs> skank skank mother earth is what skank we're experiencing um, yeah anyway skank earth is my new soundcloud project <laughs> So, like Maggie said, yeah, we're talking about Makeover. We're starting with a recap, as we normally do. Um, Hmm. But the important things you need to know, we have Rachel in New York. Um, Also, Kurt specifically mentions Vogue.com. We'll get back to that. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Such bullshit. There's also Brody and Finn are mentioned. Um, Shoes repeating assignments is mentioned, which I only brought up because, like... We're going to get to it, but this episode is incredibly meta in a lot of ways. In, well, not in the good ways, again, where in it's like, ways Glee where knows. Just like, wow, this show is bullshit. Yes. Yeah, this show is bullshit. This show is bullshit. <laughs> like, that's, yes. that's, and, what, that's actual character dialogue, folks. <laughs> the, the last thing in the recap is uh, 
a reminder that Brittany was class president, but also didn't graduate. So that's a thing. But also did nothing as class president except throw the dinosaur prom, which I would say is was a triumph. Especially because she literally fired all of the members of the prom committee and threw out all of their preparation like a week beforehand. That is pretty impressive. that's cutting costs yeah. right there. That's that's draining a swamp. Of sorts, yes. Isn't it, it is sort of interesting how, like, there is sort of an echoing of, like, um, pseudo-fascist, like, Trumpisms in this episode. Yeah, well, the, the big thing is it, it definitely feels, and they even mention her at one point, but it feels very, like, Sarah Palin-esque in, like, the, like, mockery of the political yeah. campaign system. And the problem is that, like, Palin is the, like, real startings of Trumpism yeah. in America. So, like... You could say that. I mean, or yeah. Donald Trump is, because he's always well, been an asshole. Yeah, but like Palin was in the twenty eight or two thousand and eight like campaign, yeah. and like Trump and was Trump, already a piece of shit. But that like yeah, after that he was, was already, when he was already a political figure at that point because he was a birther from the very beginning. I guess that's true. Let's, we cannot discuss. I mean, this. we could, but that's not has nothing to do with Glee, that and really would just make me angry. This podcast. Yeah. Um, so let's turn to a lighter note. We start the episode with a Blaine Anderson monologue. Honestly, yes. it's a very Rachel Berry monologue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, because he's like he's like prepping himself up. He's like, okay, Blaine Anderson, this is your year. Let's sign up for some clubs. And he clicks a pen and he signs up for everything. I was going to say, yeah, for every club. But really, every, like, very LARPy club. um, Oh, yeah. He's very into, like... um, Dressing up. Cosplay. Yes. (laughs) Um, Because he dresses up for, like, the sidekick club, which is literally just people dressed as sidekicks, like, famous sidekicks, sort of, like... Running well, around? I, 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 so I have some notes about that, but just to c- kind of like cover the majority of the scene, he's also singing uh, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which, yeah, is, which yeah. does have sort of a fake news tone when you yeah. really get down to the lyrics, which... <laughs> Great. Why are... No, Maggie, take <laughs> this, it. Stop taking it there. This episode is a garbage fire. Yeah. Um, and Blaine is also... Pl- it's like a Cones of Dunshire slash yes. LARPing slash okay. like... Well, so or like maybe like 4th th- edition D&D. Yeah. So first, like... So the ones that we see that he signed up for, I wrote them down. Sewing Club, which we don't see. Yes. Um, and Superhero Sidekicks Appreciation Club, um, which is the one you were talking about where they dress up as, like, I think Blaine dresses up as Robin. He's I, dressed as Robin, which is the right choice. Yeah. There's also someone else there who looks a lot like Dr. Horrible, which is... Dr. Horrible's not a sidekick. I know, but also there aren't, but there isn't like a notable sidekick that wears goggles, you know, like those type of goggles. I, anyway. I don't know. Um, and then the problem is we don't really see we don't get a name for this one that you're talking about this like D and D club. I think we got like a kind of like side shot as it goes in. Um, yeah, and I think it was um, the active D and D club. <laughs> yeah, I, the, I mean, there's people like dressed as fairies who aren't even paying attention to the board. Like they're just yes. kind of like waltzing around the room. <laughs> well, because it's all too like it's all set to the song, so it's a lot of yes. like just choreography, Lots of singing, and, yeah. and Blaine is singing while he's in these clubs as well. Um, yes, but and everything's like slow mo. Yeah, well, I think it's to match like the, the whole, tone of the song. 
Yeah, the whole song is about, I don't know, like 75% speed. <laughs> well, I mean, that, but that is how that song sounds yeah, I mean, though the song the song sounds normal yes it's like the all the visuals are slowed Matched. down just a tad to match yeah. which it's not like it's not bad no it's, um and i mean yeah. blaine sings it beautifully obviously like of course yes right yeah um we get a little interlude before well before we get to that um when that because i i did a lot of pausing on this part for reasons mm. um but there was on the sign-up sheet someone else had also signed up on all of the sign-up sheets and that person oh. is lee poindexter um oh. i don't know <laughs> cool job set department like what <laughs> anyway yeah so um but uh we why, get a little so why'd you pause you paused it for reasons what reason were oh, you just I... doing like a csi or were you staring at blaine i was in a work meeting <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's great well this is a work meeting you're in a work meeting right now yes this is a collaborative art work meeting yeah don't worry i'm not i'm not doing something else during this i was when we started (laughs) i was beating sabrina in pokemon let's go but yeah yes of course um but anyway uh there's a little interlude in the middle of the song where we find out that blaine misses kurt he's doing all these things because he's trying to like fill his time now that kurt is in new york um, and we, he says that they text and all the, and call and stuff, but the really, the only time they really click is when they're watching, they're hate watching Treme together. Yeah. Um, um. and like, <laughs> though it's sort of set up sort of weird. They're both watching the same screen in Blaine's room, but Kurt is on Skype. Yes. So like the laptop is turned towards the screen and Kurt does this thing where he like looks off to the side to talk to Blaine, but like right? you can't see him. <laughs> well, and what's what's also great is they have a big bowl of popcorn and Blaine like passes it in front of the laptop and on his own screen like Kurt, Kurt eats some popcorn. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, the visuals make sense, but, like, when you think about it for, like, half really a second, it, it really falls apart. Yes. Maggie, this is how we should watch Glee together. No, absolutely not. I will not be doing that. The last thing we see is Blaine signs up to run against Brittany for student class president because yes. Figgins apparently has a very, like, he's... He's trying really hard to make sure that Brittany is no longer class president, um, I guess. But uh, he signs up and then she confronts him and he just gives his cute smile. He's like, I'm going to yeah, run for husband. Uh, she, yeah, because uh, Brittany's just like, what are you doing, Blaine Warbler? Uh, and Blaine says he's running for president because of course he is. Because he has to fill his sad little life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah so even though he's the he's the rachel of glee club shouldn't he be practicing well maggie we'll we'll get to that yeah we'll we'll get he's singing everyone wants to rule the world for just fun like it's just (laughs) it's just a solo in the auditorium for fun well i mean rachel now there is a bit where all the people from all these various clubs dance around him in the auditorium um so maybe i don't don't know. know Maybe he's, yeah, I don't anyway. So we get the Glee title card. Who gives a shit? Like, honestly, at this point, I think the show even realizes this. The, like, New Direction stuff is so shit and, like, not. Boring. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to move to New York because Kurt has found the perfect outfit for his interview at Vogue.com. This is, like, 
how? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> what? Kurt's just like, I have an interview at Vogue.com. And it's like, okay, with what credentials? You are a high school student. Well, no, you, you are a recently graduated high school student who, um, from like bumfuck Ohio, yes. worked a summer at a coffee shop. Like what? Yeah, what? I, I completely agree. There is some more context later in the scene that makes it a little more plausible, but not just much. Just because they, they're both from Ohio means nothing. <laughs> no, means I'm, nothing. I'm talking about Kurt's fashion blog. Where oh, he like blog- so, he blogged his own stuff and like she found it I guess I don't know anyway so we're at yeah the, we're at the interview yes Isabel Wright is here yes it's Sarah Jessica Parker yes as uh, in universe she's like a designer fame designer turned web editor for Vogue.com appointed yes. by Anna Wintour herself. And we get a couple that we get like a bunch of rando extras trying to describe Isabel Wright being like, she's an iconoclast. She's Vogue's rogue. And Maggie, Maggie, her hair is full of secrets. Her dad invented toaster strudel. Right. (laughs) It is extremely mean girls. That is like, yeah, it's ripped, ripped for mean girls right there. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just sort of pissed off at this whole storyline. <laughs> I can't tell. No, I couldn't tell. No, I agree. It's so stupid. But the big thing here, too, like you're saying, that there's kind of like an immediate connection here um, because we find out that Isabel Wright is from Columbus um, and that she got food poisoning at Breadsticks at once. At Breadsticks, yeah. <laughs> so she Hasn't everyone? Cur- uh, have a lot in common, I guess. <laughs> yeah and so like the the interview starts she asks kurt who um his style icons are and he says audrey hepburn and michelle obama oh my god and yes. it's like <laughs> okay i don't mean to be like maybe i'm being overly judgmental here but kurt dresses masculinely so why are his fashion icons women um, like people who dress femme that's a good question i feel like Part of it is, I, I think... Did, do we just need brand recognition? Do we like? Do people need to know who people are? Like, he's worn, like, Alexander McQueen clothes before. Shouldn't yeah, he... Yeah, but I mean... Say, I mean... Maybe maybe it's more of a, like... Audrey Hepburn and Michelle Obama would never wear a seatbelt harness for daywear. <laughs> I'm maybe, just saying. Maybe it's more of a, like, style muse kind of thing. It's just like... lies. Glee lies to me. Like, like the regal nature of their outfit. I don't know. He also says that Isabel Wright is one of his style Suck up. <laughs> Ass kisser. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to be fair, I really like him citing Michelle Obama as one of his fashion icons. Yeah, I do too. Because Michelle Obama, I mean, it, she's less of like a fashion icon for me and more just kind of like a life icon. Yes, like, yes. Man, she's so successful in everything. She's so amazing. I love her so much. Okay. Yes. So um, Sarah Jessica Parker bursts into this whole speech about how New York is for dreamers after Kurt. Like, Kurt tells her his, like, five-year plan and how he wants to be working at Vogue.com. He wants to have graduated from Niada and starring in his first Broadway production within five years. Okay. Yeah, which to be fair, it's funny because he's like, maybe I'm just being presumptuous, and Isabel Wright's being like, you're not presumptuous enough, which is like, you need to dream harder. <laughs> like, uh, what, what do you want from him? Like, do you want him to be like, <laughs> I want to be president of Mars? Like, I, I, I want to, 
<laughs> I want to <laughs> do the first Broadway show on the moon. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'd pay to see that. Is Isabel Wright, this is when we first get a hint that she's a little bit vulnerable herself by saying that New York is also for people who want to reinvent themselves. Yes. Which is what see, she would like to do. This, this is where I start to have problems with this storyline because... Why would she confide in like some random person? This yeah, random like, fucker. Like it doesn't make any sense. She's hiring him as an intern. Like intern. their relationship is so inappropriate. It's <laughs> so it's so strange. Yes. And we find out that Kirk gets the job in like a subtle way. Like she's just like, I want you to be a part of this team. Uh, well, because no. you got the job and you have that yeah. hippo brooch. Yeah, well, yes, because she she's like the hippo brooch got her the job. Anna expects the best of my team, and that, that includes you. Also, I am pissed about the hippo brooch getting him his job, but I do <laughs> really love because at the very end of the scene, Kurt hugs her, and then oh yes, she says that should come with a warning, and then right before it cuts, Kurt is like, oh it did, oh it did. <laughs> I- those like the little interactions at the end of scenes are the best part of the whole scene which is like not good right unfortunate yeah shouldn't it be in the the whole thing shouldn't it be better fuck okay okay next scene is back in ohio yes uh britney approaches Artie as her running mate she wants him to run as vice president she says that it'll uh, you know, look good on a college application. And Artie's just like, I don't need that. Um, yeah. Also, stop calling me a robot. It's ableist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she she, also, she's like, you should do it because I won't do anything and you'll have all the power. And then Artie's yes. like, oh, and you know what really, what comes with power is ladies. I want, yeah. I want women. And it's like, man, Artie, you're the worst. <laughs> you're just terrible. I mean, the best training of lines uh, is at the end of the scene when he says, oh, I'll be the Cheney to your bush. And Brittany <laughs> says, I prefer landing strip. <laughs> Yay, oh. pube joke. I also like the little thing where he's like, oh, you know, I would like, before I graduate, I'd like to have a relationship that lasts more than a month. And yeah. no no offense. And Brittany's like, why would I be offended? And he's like, you and I dated. And Brittany's like, we did? Did we? And it's just, <laughs> it's just again, one of those jokes that he is making where it's like, isn't the show so stupid? And it's like, yeah. Isn't the show it is, so though. stupid? Because the only like plot line we can really come up with is people getting together or breaking up. It's so interesting how we only do that as a television show, isn't it? Ugh. And then I say to Glee, no, it is not. <laughs> no, you the are next scene you are wrong. <laughs> It's in the choir room. Yes. And Will is floundering in front of New Directions, basically. Oh, my God. Yes. They're, they're asking him, like, what uh, <laughs> where, What are our new songs? Shouldn't we pre- be preparing for uh, a competition? Why do some people in competition get to sing one song while other people get to sing six? Well, okay. There is, yeah. a, there is a reason. Because he says, apparently, as the national champions... Um, Shu, I guess, gets to host the show choir rules committee at yes. McKinley. And yes. so this leads to these questions that it's like, oh, this show knows that it's bullshit and just wants to make a little joke about it. And it's like, no, make a better show. Because Tina's yeah. like, can we can we clarify why what the whole vintage had to be one third of your performance last year thing was? And like you said, Sam is like, why do some choirs get to sing six songs and some get to sing one? And it's just it's like... It's just so... <sighs> annoying right yes like 
Okay, so I started watching Scream Queens. Yes. I'm nearly finished with season one. And I was talking to Devin about it, being like, I really liked the first few episodes. And Devin was like, yeah, but after three episodes of a Ryan Murphy show, it kind of goes to shit. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You are correct. Yeah. Um, Because Scream Queens have, has kind of come around to, like, acknowledging that it's shit by this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which Glee and... American Horror Story and <laughs> Scream Queens all do. Like, I, I just, why do people keep giving this man power? I don't, I don't understand. Know. It's because those first three episodes are actually very good, the first, is the thing. The first three are really good. And with, a, like, for instance, an American Horror, horror Story season can start off really good. It turns to real shite in the middle there. And then it gets, it gets okay and then maybe really good again. I mean... I, that's only true of some of the seasons. Freak Show is yeah. bad all the way through. So Asylum is good, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, I'll take it back. Freak Show has one really good scene, and it's when <laughs> Jessica Lange <laughs> sings the Ziggy Stardust number. That's yeah. very good. Well, but... really, whenever Jessica Lange <laughs> yes, gets true. screen time. Yeah. I... Anyway. Jessica Lange should have been on this show. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she should have been on Glee. She could have been... I don't know. Mm. Kurt's rich aunt that died and he stole her half oh. sweater or whatever. Yes. And we could get flashbacks uh, and they'd sing the name game because that's a very fun moment from <laughs> Asylum. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Will, yeah. Will like starts ignoring the students right away by like monologuing. He does this twice during the episode, well, like just ignoring people who are in front of him. Yeah, it's not even that. By he's being like, I'm such a failure. Like, why can't I do anything right? Like, but that's the thing. He's 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 bullshitting them. He's just saying bullshit. And yeah. over his own speech, we get a monologue of his bullshit. own <laughs> his own inner yeah. dialogue that is just more bullshit. Which it's bullshit all the way down, my friend. <laughs> and the the probably the best joke of the whole monologue is he's like I'm out of ideas. The only idea I had was a scat version of Kamina Barana. You yep, you know I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, because he wanted to make a poop joke. Well, even even outside the poop joke, like that sounds terrible. It sounds really bad. But this podcast <laughs> is classy, and we don't make poop jokes here. No. Uh, um, then Brittany interrupts him by being like, listen, I wasn't listening, um, and I want you to stop talking. <laughs> I want to announce that I'm running for president and that Artie's my running mate and that uh, Blaine has no proof of being a U.S. citizen. Which, yeah. I mean, obvi it's obviously cool a birther joke. birther reference. Which is not great, but it does lay some foundation for our theories. So that's nice. Um, mm. To be fair, Brittany also has no documentation to prove that she's a U.S. citizen because she's yeah. an alien. So Because she's an alien who doesn't have a birth certificate. And Blaine doesn't have one either because he's a demon. an evil demon. Which, this is like the yes. election of the century. See, that's that was one of the things when I watched this with Chris the first time. I actually got really excited about the fact that like these two characters are clashing for not really any good reason. But it's no. great because... For us, they're, like, two very pivotal characters that, like, have a lot of the, like, lore that we've built up surrounding yeah. them. And it's just a very fun idea that's, like, oh, look, they're, like, fighting for the student presidency. It doesn't mean anything, but neither no. of them seems to know that. Like... <laughs> and, I mean, Blaine sort of hates 
Britney. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I, you can sort of tell that he's like a little bit resentful whenever he talks to her. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Yeah. It's because he's evil. Next scene is uh, in the teacher's lounge. Will is floundering some more about how he's such a failure. And Sue comes up to him and is like, oh, what's going on? And he's like, I have no ideas. The only idea I had for the Glee Club is we could do a classic TV theme song medley or a salute to Autumn. <laughs> the, cl- the classic TV theme song medley doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> they could do like the, the friends clapping bit. Yeah. Or, and... I mean, I was going to say that too, but like. And like the Jefferson's theme song. That'd be good. Well, I mean, do they have any? They don't have any. Well, they have unique. They do have unique, and, so they can get away with it now. Okay. I, I, I think Jake is black. He's definitely not white. It. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then in the same vein as like the last okay. scene. Now that you've said it, unique singing the Jefferson's theme song, I need it. <laughs> I don't Fuck. know. Maybe it happened. I, I don't think it will, though. Um, no. But Sue, in a very similar vein to the last scene, lays out that the show knows that it's bullshit because she she essentially tells Shu and us by proxy, I guess the things we already know, which is that Shu's whole existence for the past three years has been him trying to like fulfill his like high school dream of winning a national championship for show choir. And like, now that he's done it, he's a useless sack of shit. And like, he has nothing left. And he should just give up completely. (laughs) Uh, She, yeah. Tells him to like embrace the either either embrace teaching tedium and become fat and alcoholic, alcoholic or yeah. both. Or uh, <laughs> and but it's all a ruse to try to get him to quit his job so that he'll leave McKinley forever. Which I mean, I am very in support of that, but I am we'll too. See. Yeah, L- let's get Will the fucking out of here. The, the Go, problem. Get the problem. And you must, you know this, right? Is that if mm. Will leaves, we're gonna follow Will wherever he goes because we did no, that with Matthew Rachel. Morrison might have other things to do. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that's uh, the best joke that's been told in this episode so far. Um, <laughs> so the next scene is Brittany and Sam in the McKinley hallway talking running mates. Um, Sam is upset that Brittany didn't choose him, and he claims uh, he br- claims he's the perfect candidate. What? Well, it's because they're both blonde. I guess <laughs> that's as good a reason as any, I guess. Also, this position is bullshit. And later in the episode, they acknowledge that this position is bullshit and means nothing. Yeah. Like, ugh. and Brittany uh, has some reason for not including him. I don't know. She, and then she's she, like, but don't worry. I can, I can fix this. And she yeah. goes up to Blaine and introduces Sam as, Blaine's running mate. And Blaine's like, I've actually met him multiple times. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And Blaine is like, well, I mean, I'm going to pick my own. And then Sam's like, okay, I was poor once. So that gets you in with the poor people. And like, I'm straight. And I'm not gay. (laughs) So, and then Blaine's like, okay, I guess that works then. Um, And then Brittany Brittany sets up a debate. Brittany issues a challenge, a debate challenge. Then we are back in New York. Yes. Um, it's the fashion meeting okay. at Vogue.com. Okay. Um, I know yeah. I, I'm fairly confident that neither of us have like experience in this realm because I don't think either of us have worked in the fashion industry. Do you think- I work in the fashion industry currently, sir. 
Oh, right. No, but I meant I meant like the Vogue.com level of fashion sure. industry where it's like Yeah, I'm not, you're, you're I'm not, not a fashion journalist. Yeah, you're, you're not like dealing like you're you're not dealing with clothes. You're dealing with like trying to set trends and shit. Um Yeah. This business meeting is strange, right? Like It's I mean, it's a weird fucking meeting because what are they even doing at Vogue.com? Like are I, I they trying know. to invent a collection of clothes? Is that are they, Isabel's job? Are they trying are to inspire they, people to invent collections of clothes? Are they featuring clothes? Like, that, I, I, mean, I don't what? know. It, anyway, the theme of this meeting, because Isabel has like this whole team of eccentrics, basically. Yes. And she comes into this meeting by saying, we need to do something on leather. And then one of her eccentrics pipes up and is like, Faux fascist belts is punishment. You get a belt. No, you take your belts off. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> this is all terrible. Belts for 10 years ago or something stupid like that. It's like everyone wears belts every day. What are you talking about? Yeah. But uh, then then the next person goes. And yes, she, Daphne. Daphne, though. Daphne is because it's great because Isabel Wright turns to her and is like, Daphne. What are your ideas? And then this actress, just like stone-faced, is like, Yes. Leather socks. Suede underwear. Cowhide brassiers. Cowhide brassiers. <laughs> it, it's a little bit softer than Sam's delivery there. Because she's like... She's almost... It's almost like she's afraid of yes. these ideas as she's <laughs> saying them. Um, and Isabel's like, I... Love that. Well, are you off your meds? Yeah. You're a genius. Stay <laughs> off your meds. Like that's that's <laughs> part of it is definitely the thing where she's like, "Are you off your meds?" And then like Daphne like nods and she's like, "Good, stay off your meds." Stay I love them. it. Like I love your ideas. I love your headspace right now. <laughs> and but then she's like, "Oh, or or maybe not." Like she well, catches Kurt's eye. Yes, I guess. Yeah, Kurt uh, gives her a Kurt's look. In here, he's like delivering waters. And uh, she's like, or maybe not. Maybe it's a bad idea. And then oh they, they convene the meeting, which lasted literally two minutes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And- Less than that, even. <laughs> and she's like, Kurt, come with me to my office. Because Kurt's her confidant now. Like, is that his intern position? Is Isabel's confidant and water passer outer? What does he do? Yeah. He has like a little like phone headset thingy sometimes well and he definitely what is his job he knows her schedule um later so i think his like is he an assistant i guess would be like and here's the thing too a lot of the scene or a lot of the episode especially the scenes between kurt and Wright in the beginning here all feel very awkward like the way that she the way that she interacts with him feels like especially in front of other people feels like a normal like boss uh worker relationship but then they get into like like because she'll be like kurt can you see me in my office and it feels yeah, very so like they, so they they go to her office and she just like falls apart in front of them. <laughs> yeah, she... like, she's like i have no confidence in my ideas i feel like i have no instinct anymore and i feel like that those leather ideas were really bad the only reason why i wanted to do them is because this one assistant kept bringing it up and then her cat died and now i have to do it and she she's just complaining and she's like i'm gonna lose my job and then i like the my new apartment that i can walk 
to from here. I'm not going to be able to afford it, and I'll have to live on the street. <laughs> and- <laughs> the, the ending is really good, though, because then she's like, I'm going to be homeless, and Kurt's like, oh, you won't be homeless. You can come live with me and my, my roommate in Brushwick, or in Bushwick, and she's like, you, oh, God. You keep saying it wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't live in New York. Fuck it. You know, I don't think Bushwick exists either. I'm not <laughs> sure it's an actual place. Um, and there is one moment earlier um, in this conversation where she's like, all these ideas are terrible. And Kurt's like, we could do a music video for cutting edge fashion. And which is like, what? what are you? What are you talking about? What are you? What are you talking about? What is what do Vogue, what does Vogue.com do? Shouldn't you be writing articles? Like, shouldn't you see? Be- okay, here's the here's the big thing for me. That's like a sticking point that is not important. But like, what is Vogue.com? Like, why is Vogue.com separate from Vogue the magazine? Is it like is it Vogue but on the internet? Like, like and if so, like Vogue the magazine definitely still exists. Like, yes, it's not. I mean, is Vogue. I don't know. How how is it different? Like are they Vogue I would imagine vogue.com does the same thing, write articles, do photo shoots, interact with designers, like And I I mean I would assume <laughs> I, I guess it just is on a like faster timeline and also like maybe it's like less in depth or something, but Yeah, more clickbaity. Yeah. Sure. But like I have no idea and I don't know why like Kurt knew about this to begin with. <laughs> like I mean I guess I, it's cuz it's well, a fashion he's fashion forward so he's very aware yeah, but he's got like a like fashion intern job alert on Google or something. Sure. Yeah. I mean it's just stupid. It, it so we we essentially establish that they are confidants, which is weird and inappropriate of a relationship for especially for like an intern. And it's not that it's like it doesn't feel all that like scandalous or anything in the show it just is like awkward yeah because sarah jessica parker just is like here and she's so like emotionally vulnerable with kurt for no reason (laughs) yes there's just i'm the only reason why would be that they're both from ohio which is ridiculous well and also maggie kurt did tell her that she is one of his fashion icons so he's such a ass kisser (laughs) But yeah, she can really trust him. Anyway, well, we'll come back to this. Um, We're back to Ohio. Yeah. So Artie tells Brittany that 90% of JBI polled students are excited to come to the debate specifically because they want to hear Brittany say something stupid. Um, Uh, Yeah. So they know they have to do something about that. Yeah. And blaine wants to clean sam up a little bit make him look like an actual candidate uh so he's like oh come with come to the costume shop so that, that can- exists yeah the costume <laughs> shop that definitely exists because uh. tina wasn't sewing in the, in the choir room last season exactly fuck <laughs> um we get a little we get we get some quick shots that like do some weird cinematography with like shots like rolling across the screen on top of each other um, of Artie and Blaine doing debate prep for uh, Brittany and Sam respectively. Yeah. It's not good. They give bad answers. Like that's the joke, but then they transition to a, that's the joke. Yeah, I know. I know Maggie. (laughs) I know. Thank you. But then they transition to a wardrobe montage um, under this, under a song celebrity skin, which is pretty good. Like the song is. I I've heard it plenty of times because it's on my work mix. Oh nice. Um, okay. 
right now. So I actually really like the song. Oh, it's great. Um, and I, I even looked up the music video afterwards to see if that's what they were doing with this. It's not, by the way. The music video is completely different. But um, uh, but oh, make me own. the the group is like almost all women, hey, which is super cool. So we really made it, yeah. And this is a song that Britney. It's like in Britney's wheelhouse. She can yeah. actually sing it uh, pretty well, uh, which is nice. Uh, th- it is. Uh, it's weird. It's a weird song. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because like Sam's part is. Not as good as the original, no. for sure. Um, well, yeah, it's just, but the reason why they chose it is because makeover. The word makeover is in the lyrics. That's why this song yeah. is here. Yeah, and like this turns into like some weird like election commentary. I feel like yeah, with like it there's like being a show or something. Because there's a there's a couple different sections. There's the section where they're being made. They're the makeover is happening um, and they're t- testing their debate answers. And there's a bit where Sam is naked in front of the mirror and like Blaine is like, cover your nakedness. Like, Yeah. Well, and also it's, it's weird because it starts with Brittany like disassociating or like just yeah. dissociating from her body. Like, and Sam does the same thing later where like they're in the scene twice. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. And, <laughs> is that why you saw the music video to see if they yes. did that? Yes. Th- they didn't, did they? No, they did not. Okay. Uh, and then we go to the auditorium where they're doing like a faux debate kind of thing. Yeah. And there's flag twirlers. Yep. And then there's it, then they're walking down the hallway and like like y- yelling and I like mean- paparazzo <laughs> type of stuff. And, like, they hold hands. It is, it's weird. It is not artistically focused. No. But I think it's, like, fine. Like, it it, it definitely comes across just fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess my only complaint is that it feels like they're trying to make some kind of commentary about just politics. just really but nailing it. Yeah. It just doesn't land. And they don't do any work to, like, make it land. They just, like, I don't know. It just, it feels like a weird way to do this. And, like, why would you... Yes. Why you obviously did this like you know eight weeks before the real elections and real life happened, so you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Like, well, they wanted to use these clips for the promotional material, right? <laughs> right, because no one wanted to see Sarah Jessica Parker like losing her shit in front of Kurt. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe they would have they would have like a Sarah Jessica Parker guest stars on the election episode of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it though. That's yeah, the scene. whatever. Next is the show choir committee meeting. Yes, um, they it's Birdie Scarlet Fever, which is the he's the yep. con- director of the deaf choir. Well, he was and, the director of the deaf choir, but we'll get to that. And Kirk from Gilmore Girls, which that's, you probably yeah. Chris Chris recognized uh, him, but I was yeah. like, otherwise, if you're like me and you haven't watched that, you don't know who this person is. Cause he's never he's been on like the show an before. Extremely reoccurring character in Gilmore girls. Like, yeah. He's in like every single episode. Okay. So, so, um, anyway, they're talking and it's really boring because the birdie is telling us about like redistricting issues or something. Yeah. So will monologues over <laughs> cause he gets bored. So he starts monologuing about how he just feels so dispassionate about everything. And like his ennui. What, yeah. 
Both. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we find out that the deaf choir has lost their funding. Yeah. Which... Yeah. Yeah. So Roomba goes off on a whole thing about it. He yells at all of them. Um, There's also some jokes about being gluten free. Yeah. He um, does. He does end up having a shame Trisket, which I was like, I feel that though. Uh Yeah. I, I feel that too. (laughs) We, we get a magical reveal that there is a spot and a government funded quote, blue ribbon panel. um, That's going to do something to encourage the funding and, for arts i have is no that, idea is that like the people who look at cows at the county fair <laughs> like is that is that the people who do the milk this, tasting this, like this milk has Dynamite? bleach in it yeah thank you maggie <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you uh i mean that's the only thing i can think of like i whatever. i have no idea i feel like well there's a bit where Roomba is like oh no they want some high level person like Meryl Streep or Demi Lovato so like mm. I have no clue um, but it's a it's a it's essentially a way for Will to find a new passion leave this one yeah. behind because Finn is no longer around for him to mentor honestly I think he'd be pretty good at advocating for the arts because that's literally the only thing he's educated on <laughs> was, it seems yeah, i was gonna say that's, it's funny because i i wrote down i was like it only took him three years to like entirely like lose all of his passion for his job <laughs> like, yeah like supposedly he was a spanish teacher before that who didn't know spanish so like obviously well, he, didn't... he was he was filled with white duende so yeah. right but but like he starts glee club and he was so excited for the last three years and now he's just like well, all of my favorite students, well, student, are gone. So, like, I don't feel anything anymore. And it's just like, you're pathetic, Will. You're okay. pathetic. Anyway. Next, we're back in New York. Yeah. Rachel is telling Kurt about how she was bullied in dance class. <laughs> yes. How a bunch of dancers, like, came and told her her leotard was gross or something. <laughs> yes. Which is weird. Um, <laughs> because they're like, oh, your outfit is, like, so 10 years ago. And it's like, it's a red leotard. Like, what are you talking about? This is dance class. <laughs> I mean, I guess the color red went out, like, 10 years ago. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's a lie. <laughs> and then, well, what's great is they both, there's two of them, and they, like, like both shoulder Rachel on both sides yeah. as they walk and out. They're, they're also both like a f- like feet taller than her. Yes, I think in when she's telling Kurt about it, she's like she calls them black swans. Yeah, she does. <laughs> which is <laughs> oh, oof. I wonder if there's like a another scene where she was like, oh, I have these bad bullies. I call no. them black swans. Nope, nope. <laughs> and this it got is the cut. first. No, oh, I, I, okay. I would bet it got cut. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I don't think that they cut a lot of things from Glee at this point. I don't think. I don't think you're right. I think they cut a lot of shit. <laughs> I do know. I do know for a fact that they did cut a musical number from this episode because I read it on the wiki earlier today. But what like, number was it? Mister Monologue or something like that. That was supposed hmm. to be like Will and Sue. So I'm assuming it was like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Kurt. Uh, Kurt tells Rachel that she needs to wise up and realize that adult life is just like high school and that everything is image based and that she needs a makeover. And Rachel's like, I have no money. I pay nine hundred dollars in rent every month. <laughs> I can't. Well, <laughs> to be fair, she says specifically that she can't like revamp her entire wardrobe, and it's like that's not what Kurt is saying, but still very valid. Like. 
How are you making and money, Rachel? She's not making any money. No. She doesn't make any money because she doesn't have a job. All she does is go to Niata. Right. Like, yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Kurt is like, well, who says you have to pay for it? Which, Which the law, Kurt. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone. This, this, Capitalism. This, this scene uh, is like real stressful they, for no reason. They, they go break into Vogue.com. Yeah. Uh, even though it's... Rachel says, quote, it's almost midnight. Where are we going? Yeah, like time it, it means nothing. It takes 45 minutes to get from like main city New York to that apartment. We know that because yes. Brody has, says it, has said it. Right. And also, so, also because uh, Isabel was very disheartened by the Bushwick comment earlier in the episode. <laughs> so Extremely. Yeah. So they, they get to Vogue.com around... Like 1 a.m. Yeah, basically. sure. They break in. Yep. Um, well, break is a strong like word. A, yeah, because Kurt uses his like security card yeah. pass thing, and we get like a a security camera shot of yes. Rachel in front of like the Vogue.com uh, light yeah. fixture, and it's like Kurt, take a picture of me with it. Um, and Kurt's and- like, No, you dumb, you dumb, dumb. Like we're we're breaking in <laughs> at like one in the morning. Uh, yes, anyway. and then they go to the specialty clothes vault, the couture uh, vault. Yes, yeah, and they all and he's let's touch it, let's touch everything. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> then Sarah Jessica Parker uh, bursts in with security guards, being like, "Stop!" In the name of what, Kurt? And. <laughs> And she's like, who's this? And then Kurt's like, oh, this is Rachel. We were going to do the music video that was slightly mentioned earlier in the episode. Right. Which, uh, well, she he also says yeah. she needs a makeover. Rachel says some shit about how, like, Kurt loves his boss <laughs> a lot. Um, this entire plot line is so stupid because <laughs> Rachel's, Rachel's makeover is she t- stealing couture gowns that she tries on during this number? No, she's just wearing darker, more subdued colors. So she did have to buy a whole new wardrobe, obviously, well, because they're not coming from Vogue.com. And she doesn't even wear anything different, really. She just has darker eye makeup now. Well, like, that's the, Maggie, that's the makeover. Maggie, her hair is Fuck. curly. Yeah, and it has highlights now. Yes. Oh. Um, but yeah, so like you're saying, Isabel is totally in when she hears the word makeover. So they do a montage. Just... Oh, yeah. So pissed off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, they do a montage where they do a mashup of the way you look tonight and you're never fully dressed without a smile. Which It's a bad mashup. It's really bad. <laughs> okay. I disagree, honestly. I like the bit where they like soft shoe. Yeah. Like do a little bit of a dance routine. That's it. That's the only part I liked. I think Sarah Jessica Parker has an okay voice, but... If they could have picked a much better song to, to I, better I songs for this mashup. I don't know. I feel like they mash up really well. No, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, you are incorrect. So anyway, we, we get a few. Rachel wears a few different like dresses, and it's like okay, whatever. Kurt and Kurt and Isabel also take the opportunity to wear new clothes, which I think is the main reason that Isabel was interested in this idea. Um. I don't think Isabel changes. Isabel wears the same thing the whole time. Does she? It's like I the thought she changed into romper. 
No, she yeah. changes into a black dress. Anyway, okay, so then we like so we get this whole thing, we do the whole number and all that, and then it cuts right at the end to Kurt showing Blaine this video that they have made. Yeah. Um, Seeing the video that is just like the rough cut of the video and Blaine be like, oh, this is genius. You're going to, this is so good. Like Rachel looks like a real fashion girl. And then they have a Skype discussion about this, about how Kurt wants to do well at this new job. And then Blaine's like, oh, well, I, you know, I know my student government thing is sort of stupid, but <laughs> yeah, will you help me pick a bow tie? And then he like holds these, like he gets ready to hold these bow ties up for Kurt and Kurt's just like, oh, you'll choose the right one. And he like goes back to talking about himself. It sucks. Yeah. Kurt is the worst. Blaine is like super He's supportive. And, gross. and yeah. Um, yeah, it's. But there's sad piano music because Blaine is like in like a dark room by himself staring at this computer. <laughs> also, so to make to make this clear, I I assume this has to be the next night, right? Because there's no way that Kurt like I, I don't <laughs> videoed know, him at like <laughs> three in the morning to be like, hey, watch this music video we just it, made. It has to be some. It has to be some later date. Yeah, because there had yeah. to be some kind of editing or whatever. Um, but yeah, so Blaine is sad, unsurprisingly, because Kurt is a dick. I mean, I I would be sad too. Oh no, it I sucks. I agree. Kurt is awful, but and the sad piano music really hits it off. <laughs> really, yes. really plays on my heartstrings. Good. And then we go back to Ohio proper, not just this like Skype back and forth. Yes, garbage. Um, Emma is tending to an orchid in <laughs> the, her office. The most sexual plant. The most sexual of all the plants. And Will arrives and says, oh, I don't need to talk to my fiance. I need to talk to my guidance counselor, which Emma's not your guidance counselor, bitch. She's the student's guidance counselor. Maggie, she's his fiance, so she's kind of his guidance counselor. Yeah, well, Emma's always been so supportive of this garbage (laughs) bag. I don't understand. She is kind of a moral compass for him. He doesn't listen to her very often, but she is there. Anyway, Will tells her about the blue ribbon panel, about how he wants to apply to it. And Emma's like, of course you have to. You must. Do it right now. Yes. And that's it. Yeah, we find out that Will would have to be away for several months from McKinley. And I put hell yes. But then I did make another. It's like, we'll probably follow him, though, which is. We would not. No, (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. So, um, oh, one other thing. The orchid I think that they're, Emma they're lessening numbers, they're learning their lesson about this like split garbage. I don't Peggy, we're three episodes into the season. There's no way they've learned their lesson yet. Um but also Emma that orchid that Emma Emma is tending mm-hmm. is identical. It's it has to be the same one that Brody gave Rachel. It's not. It's not. Brody's was like purplish white and Emma's is pink. <sighs> Very pink. The pink is so so very sexual, though. Anyway. Okay. God. Well, it just is. Okay. It looks like a vagina, Maggie. <laughs> That's the whole point. So we go to the 20th. 20... It's, it's, it's not a blush pink. It is a vibrant, hot pink, Sam. I mean, I don't know what vaginas look I'm, like. I mean, the flower I'm not gonna, is. I, I, I'm not... I have no idea. I'm just saying. Okay. It's not mauve. Oh, okay. None of that made sense, but that's fine. We're at the presidential debate. And uh, Sue is moderating yep. because Figgins is out with a religious fever, <laughs> which sounds almost like a mispronunciation of religious fervor. 
I don't know. And backstage where Sam is telling Blaine to lose the bow tie because it'll make him more approachable. Yeah. And Blaine is like, no, but then he does it and then he likes it. My question, did you feel that sexual tension? Because I did. Yeah. Blaine. It's there. Blaine. Blaine is very into Sam. Um, uh, did you did you catch that? Their couple name is Blam. 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 Oh, okay. Blam. It's here. <laughs> so, uh, what's the name? Emil. 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 That's what it is. Emil. Emil for what? Is the Blam. Blam. The chef. Yeah. So that's that's. Oh. My couple name. He says Bam. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And it's Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're, uh, so we're going to get to the real debate now. Uh, Sue introduces Sam and Artie as the pimp and the gimp. Terrible. Which Offensive is as hell. inappropriate. <laughs> and then um, we get into the like question asking and shit. And there's a, like, as Artie starts talking, there's one shot where, like, Sue's mic is covering up a majority of the screen. Like, it's ugly. I I wrote it down. It was ugly. Well, yeah, because the whole thing is that Artie talks for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. He's got a long-ass speech where he goes down his 96-point roadmap to restore McKinley's future. Goes up and nails it to Sue's head. And then, <laughs> and then it gets to Sam, and Sam's just like, I agree with whatever Artie said. Um, <laughs> yes. And then there's a question from Twitter about if uh, Sam is ashamed of being a stripper, and Sam says no, and then he disrobes. Well, yeah, he strips to Party Rock, uh, Party Rock Anthem a little bit. The thing about it, it is, is that diegetically, is that diegetic? Yes. Or, or do you mean the music uh, no. itself? I mean the music. <laughs> I feel like it has to be also because. But what if it isn't? What if it's just completely silent? <laughs> well, but people start cheering in the crowd. There are people that are like Still. standing up, like yeah. What What's really bizarre is that he gets up there and like gets his shirt off, and then yeah. the scene fades into the presidential mm-hmm. debate. We get well, no. We get a we get a a camera shot of like his naked upper torso and Blaine and the wings just like sighing. Yes. Yes. This will get you the straight vote, Blaine. Come on. Yeah. Um, But it's so (laughs) weird because it fades. And then we're in the middle of Blaine starting his like opening, (laughs) like opening statement in the debate against Brittany. And it's just like, what? Like, and there's like, obviously had to cut something. I don't know. Uh, Blaine is reading cue cards, and it comes to light that his whole motivation for running for class president is this hair gel thing. Yes. Because <laughs> he, he's like, the only, th- Brittany was an ineffectual president except for limiting hair gel at prom. How dare she? This is tyranny. This tyranny will, will obviously grow. Yeah, he, he specifically <laughs> says, you can't dictate what people put in their hair. That leads to burning people, um, which <laughs> yeah, it, she, he's like she's gonna burn books and then she's gonna burn people. Vote for me, Blaine Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh and God! Then during Britney's speech, uh, she tells McKinley that she loves it, and then 
uh, says she loves McKinley so much that she wants school all year round. She would get rid of summer vacation and she would also outlaw weekends completely. <laughs> yes. We would go straight. People boo. We go straight from Friday into Monday. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stoner Brett gets up to leave um, during this. Also, she does also mention McKinley's award winning air conditioning. What awards yeah, do you think that? What that- awards? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> most confu- du- most dusty. <laughs> most most confusing air ventilation system. Um, uh, yeah, we have a few Glee Club members in the audience as well. We have Sugar sitting alone, looking adoringly at Artie whenever he talks, mm-hmm. and we have Marley also sitting alone, looking very sad, S- sort of a sad sack. Yeah, well, it's because Jake and, is there with two randos. Yeah, Jake is there <laughs> is there with um with some of his uh, cohorts. <laughs> His ladies. Um, his ladies. His, his harem of ladies. Yeah. Uh, and he does like the, like a stretching thing where he puts his arm over each one of them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, yeah. So Brittany's uh, platform does not That's go it. over well. Artie, it closes on of Artie course. saying, we've just lost the election. We just lost the election. <laughs> Yeah. Next is back in New York. Isabel shows Kurt an email from Anna Wintour that just says "Great." Yes. In reference to the <laughs> that music video. Yes. The the uh, music video featuring uh, what it, what was it? Kurt, cutting edge fashion. Sure. What. What was it? Was it the mute? Did they sing that live? Like is they that, must have. Honestly, that's part of it. Is I was that diegetic. Also, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it either. Um, but this does give Isabel an opportunity to tell Kurt one that he should never lose his optimism, but two also that he's great at fashion and should give up on Broadway entirely. That's not his. He he could be the biggest fashion icon. In New York, if he put his mind to it, I guess. Um, Whatever. Yeah. Could he? He's wearing furry cosplay. Yeah, he's wearing a shirt that has... I'm so glad you brought this up. He's wearing a shirt that has a wolf (laughs) face on the front of it. It's a button-up with a wolf face. And then he has, like, a wolf tail clipped onto his pants. He has a a tail. It's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I guess, I mean, he works in fashion, and it's fine. No shame to the furries. And it's obviously a bold fashion choice. But, like, is he really a fashion icon that everyone in New York is going to love? I mean, not yet. That's no. He needs Isabel to guide him, Maggie. She wants to be the uh, mentor that steals all of his ideas or whatever. I don't know how fashion works. Whatever. It's stupid. Then we go back to Niata. Yep. Rachel is... Uh, just hanging out in the in the dance studio all alone. No Cassandra July this episode. But Rachel does look like Cassandra July because she has darker eye makeup now. And, and that's the one trait. Well, not just that, Maggie. She also has a new, like, shirt thing that goes over her leotard she, that has a draped shoulder. She has shoulder. literally worn this, like, exact outfit already. <laughs> like, this is not... She wore this to sing... She basically wore this to sing the Britney Spears number. No, you're right. She looked exactly like this yeah. when she sang the Britney Spears number. Anyway, Brody <laughs> arrives to tell us about his makeover because apparently he used to have a unibrow and... Yeah bowl cut or he's, something i don't uh, whatever he's here to tell rachel how sexy she is yes pretty much <laughs> yes and uh and he's like wow your your outsides are starting to match your growing insides 
and, uh. and then he's like, let me grow inside of you. <laughs> okay, I had a feeling you were going um, there, but... What's up? Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, so then Rachel... This is, this is just like the epitome of a Glee lie, where he's like, wow, your makeover is really impressive. And it's like, no, she looks the same. <laughs> she looks the same. Maggie, it's, it's an attitude. <laughs> the point where like Rachel changed was at the beginning of this season. She's just, she's been dressing differently for all of New York. Like it's not. Yeah. In the last uh, scene, Kurt did mention that Rachel threw away her reindeer sweaters, but it's not like she was wearing them in New York. So anyway, um, so then they Brody and Rachel sing a change would do you good together um yes. where they because they like to keep their machines well oiled yes um well lubed they, they dance together in the studio but there's also some of them running around new york city um and this is sam is being literal they are running yes like sprinting down <laughs> down streets <laughs> chasing each other yeah and like well because there's there it it's like a fun flirty little montage. Brody does a couple yes. backflips or whatever in the in the street. Um, they get yeah. an old man who looks kind of kooky to take their pictures with a phone, which I wouldn't. There's a part where they, I wouldn't do that nowadays. That person would just steal your no. phone. Like yeah, that old man would just run away with it. Uh, and <laughs> there's a point where they like eat ice cream sexily. Oh my god, like, they, they... it's so good though because Brody intentionally yeah. like hits his nose with it and it yeah it was very cute and are you are you warming up to brody a little bit it's funny because during the scene when i was rewatching, i was like i feel like brody is the kind of guy that like you would date for like a couple months and then like later in your life you'd be like yeah i did that um but he doesn't yeah, really... later in your life you'd be like wow he was hot good for me <laughs> but but he doesn't really <laughs> seem like long-term material you know <laughs> well yeah, we also know that he likes to seduce young ingenues. Yes. That is what is implied anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it ends back in the cute. dance studio, and which is weird. Brody oh, so- go for it. Brody sounds okay. Like, he yeah. sounds good enough that it's, like, inoffensive and not notable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, the big... He, if he's the new Finn, he definitely sounds better than the old Finn. So, like... It's true. Yeah. Uh, back in the dance studio, you're right. Uh, we get a close-in on their, like, pelvises as they <laughs> so, sort of gyrate together. But they're not, I mean, they're not grinding. Uh, <laughs> no, Maggie. How could they? It's close. It's close, though. It's implied. Yeah. Implied grinding. Well, his his and... dick might be big enough that, like, you know, it could be, Damn. it could be grinding. Um... <laughs> Fuck, dude. And... That would be, that, I mean, that's dangerous at that point. Uh, and uh, Rachel, they're breathless at the end of the song because Rachel usually is. This is when she's at the, the heat of passion. Right. Uh, is that right after she's finished well, a, a, and, a very good number? And also they ran around New York in the middle of that song. So it's true. <laughs> and Brody is like, wow, that was really good. And Rachel's like, are you free on Friday? I want to cook you dinner. Yeah. So there you go. Rachel asked him out. Yep. Um. So we'll get back or in. I suppose Rachel asked him in. <laughs> yeah, she asked his ginormous cock in. So Ugh. so oh, n- next scene is uh, Sue is giving the election results via PA. Um. Yeah. The only real notable bit about that is that one this little bit cuts right before she says who the winner is, which is annoying as hell. Um. But also. 
uh, Becky is playing the xylophone. And refuses to play a stinger <laughs> when Sue asks. Sue's like, can we... Because she's like, and the, the the results are in for your record record low election turnout. Uh, can I get a xylophone stinger? And then, like, we see, like, an... Em- or we, we see, like, a classroom and, like, people are just staring at the PA. Um, and then we cut to Sue's office and, like, she looks at Becky and she's like, no, not feeling it. And Becky just kind of, like, shakes her head and she's like, Okay. And then just gives the results. I I liked it. It's silly, but like yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it, it's it's such a like a grand dichotomy between the two scenes, though. Like we have this like romp around New York where these two, fr- like a new Rachel and a fresh faced new Finn are yeah s- falling in head over heels into young lust, and then we just go back to McKinley for this kind of tired joke. <laughs> Which uh, that's a good point. Like yeah. I think there's a real detriment to this idea of switching back and forth because the New York stuff is actually interesting. And like the McKinley stuff mm. is tired and sad and I don't care. <laughs> like it, it just makes it more tired and sad yes. to have the switching. Yeah. Um, anyway, but the yeah. next scene is the blam a breadsticks party. It says blam on like, it says congratulations blam on oh, a banner. I thought it said party. Blaine. But no, okay, blam. yeah, um, it's at Breadsticks. We know that because in a little bit they have a little Italian music in the background to remind us that this ins- <laughs> is in fact Breadsticks. Um, I have that written down too. <laughs> breadsticks accordion music? Question mark? Question mark? No, it definitely like looking back. It's definitely been this like specific chunk it's of been music this every, every time, single time we're in Breadsticks. How did we both have this like moment? <laughs> I don't know. Today, maybe it's just. Maybe it's just because it's so familiar. We haven't been there in a while. It's where some of the best mm. things in Glee have happened, like Santana's True. mom and Love Shack, and like that's about it. And um, that part where Kurt, where a purse fell out of Kurt's mouth. <laughs> God, yes. Oh God, yeah. So, um, but uh, Blaine is talking that one time when when Jesse St. James had coffee at like nine p.m. <laughs> So Artie is talking to Blaine and Artie tells us he got what he wanted. Sugar has asked him on a date. So good for him, I guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. uh Blaine I think it's Sam comes up to Blaine and is like, Oh, like, what's going on with Kurt? And Blaine lies. Yeah. Um yeah. about uh how Kurt has like been paying attention to him, how he's like gonna throw an inaugural ball for Blaine. Um, but then we see Blaine trying to call Kurt and then we get a flash to Kurt in New York seeing his phone. He's like talking with the fashion iconoclasts or whatever. And I don't think he ignores the call. I don't think that's what you call them, but I do like that iconoclasts? term. Fashion iconoclasts. What's the, I'm, what do you mean? I don't know. It just feels like a weird term. What was wrong with Nothing. It? Fashion iconoclast. Oh, you know, I think I'm confusing it with um, the one for people who like blow stuff up. <laughs> you know, I, you know what I mean. I, no, I, I don't know what I mean. Um, the um, blowing up engineers. No, no, no yeah. the people that like break down traditions and stuff. Is that iconoclast? Um. Okay, give me a second. I'm looking this up. 
This is good. Yeah, no. No, this is no. really Iconoclast, good. a destroyer of images used in religious worship in particular. They used the phrase iconoclast earlier in the episode to describe. So that must be what Vogue is then. Is they're destroying fashion. Is destroying, destroying visual culture. Yes. Um, sure. That makes sense to me. Okay. A- anyway, they're like, you know, gabbing, doing... They're yeah, they're bantering. They're doing work Vogue. banter, Com- and Kurt ignores they're his phone. They're doing their Vogue.com thing. Yeah, Kurt yeah. ignores his Which phone. Which is, it's, it's really sad. <laughs> uh, and we do get a little bit of sad piano music yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> yes. And then Blaine has, like, a whole thing. He talks to Sam about how he's like, Kurt's not here, and I f- he doesn't, like, come clean no. about... <laughs> how Kurt's ignoring him, but he's like, Kurt's not here, and it just feels like everything's for not for not, and it's like I I did this, but is it really worthwhile? And then Sam's just like, you're killing my party buzz, bro. Yeah, it's it, it it's weird because Blaine is like, I'm really lonely, and Sam is like, you shouldn't be lonely because we're bros, because you're the cool kind of gay guy. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, which. <laughs> He calls him a gay bro. Yes. His gay bro. Yeah. Which is turned into a single word in the subtitles. Thanks, subtitles. Well, I mean, that's a thing. A gay bro? Yeah. Those are those are the gay in- men who consider themselves more masculine and like try to distinguish themselves from regular gays because oh god forbid that like I be a feminine man. Ew. Like misogyny. Yes. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Uh, uh whatever i mean mask for mask if you like but don't be a dick about it (laughs) which blaine is mask for this mask again more sexual tension (laughs) yeah blaine loves sam he's into it like sam Uh, is the new rightfully so sam is nice yeah um but speaking of that um this scene transitions because blaine gets up to leave there is is an x-men reference oh yeah they both want to be wolverine except why would blaine want to be wolverine he's into sidekicks I don't, maybe, no, I mean, that was the side sidekick appreciation. And who do you think is the mm. sidekick in the X-Men? <laughs> Professor X? Um, the wheelchair? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I don't know. I haven't seen any X-Men movies. It's okay? not worth it. Um, so. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh. I mean, the first, the. the uh, Add us on Twitter at SNM Hate Glee. <laughs> Please don't. Um. But uh, we the scene transitions because Blaine gets up to go for some reason. Brittany comes in, takes his place. She congratulates Sam, um, and Sam reveals that he voted for Brittany. Brittany did vote for herself. We get a though. little like we get a little visual flourish where Blaine is. I mean, Sam is voting. Yes. Um, which is so useless. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth anything. Like <laughs> really unnecessary to the scene. He doesn't even do it in like a cool way. No. And uh, then. They hug, and that's well. That's I it. wrote down that this also feels sexual. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's partly because this show can't really display friend interaction very well. Yeah, like, they've never really been able to nail it, except for maybe Kurt and Rachel. Yeah, um, and like, I think part of it is just that, like, especially when it comes to this specific relationship between Brittany and. Sam I guess mm-hmm. they tried to set it up last episode to be to to say oh you know they're the blonde friends or whatever but it just feels like it's, <laughs> it's out weird. of the blue 
And yeah, and it it just doesn't. Maybe yeah. it's just because like Brittany is into touching people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Any uh, anyway. The next scene. Yeah. Is Will eating some crow <laughs> and tell. Telling Sue that he's going to leave McKinley for this blue ribbon thing and wanting to get a recommendation. And then we find out that Sue has already written one. It's full of lies, but they are both full of will. Next scene is back Wait, in New York. Wait, can we just talk about uh, that for one second? Yeah. <laughs> Sue okay. was aggressively against the arts last year when she was running for well, a Senate she seat. She was aggressively against the Glee Club. <laughs> no, she was against the arts as a whole. Don't you remember? She had like the Sue's Corner bullshit where she talked about how like yeah, pottery was bad for the economy or whatever. Listen, she's a big liar. <laughs> but her recommendation shouldn't carry weight is what I'm saying. Like her mm, recommendation sure. is bad. You don't want her to recommend it you. It should look bad in the public eye. Yes. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. But anyway, we can move on. It's just, I just wanted to bring that up because that was literally a year ago and we're just throwing this it out. This show is such bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Yep. So, we're at the date. We get a little cooking yeah, thing, which is fun. Yeah, where Rachel is, like, cutting a tomato wrong and, <laughs> like, reading a recipe, and then she starts fire. Hey, no no Billy Joel. Oh, my what God. Fuck, Maybe next time. <laughs> Rachel started the fire. Um, Ryan started the fire. River. Mo- Moon River plays oh my over God. this whole scene. Yes, I wrote that down, too. And- yeah, well, because it's pretty apparent, like, it's, it's loud, uh, and this is where I really honed in, in my notes, about how the makeover only consists of dark eye makeup, question mark, question mark, <laughs> exclamation point, question mark, um, yeah, I'm just pissed off about it still. Then Brody is here, and they eat dinner on the floor after he's like, you're smoking, Rachel. And she's like, huh, that's the food. <laughs> yeah, that's the food that I horrendously burned. And then uh, they, the, we flash to them just sitting on the floor already eating. And yeah, because they, they got pizza. Drunk. Like bro- yeah. Brody is like kind of slurring through this whole conversation. I think he's just drunk uh, on lust, Maggie. He's just drunk on the on Rachel's presence. Yeah, because she's I would be too. Her makeover, Maggie. She's her, effervescent. Her new aroma of those highlights. Maybe she's those highlights just draw you in. She glows. Maybe she has new pheromones that we can't see because it's a visual Maybe. medium, but she smells better. When she rubbed herself all over those couture dresses, <laughs> they got an expensive smell on her. <laughs> so yeah. And now she is irresistible. Uh then Brody is like, tell me a secret. Because that's a thing that, like, fun, sexy friends do, is tell secrets to each other. That no one else and, knows. Yeah. And um, he, t- he tells Rachel about his Ace of Base poster that he had on Which, his wall as a kid. Yeah. And Rachel has the best line of the episode where she was like, oh, I thought you were straight. <laughs> uh, which is... It's like such a good comic delivery. It's like almost not Rachel. Yeah. Like it's just Leah Michelle <laughs> telling a joke. Yes. Um, but uh, Rachel tells us about the first love letter she ever got from a kid named Tony. I love Which, this so yeah, much. She... I love Rachel Berry with a burning passion. <laughs> she she yeah. describes how she received this letter and then she looked over it and corrected uh, the spelling and grammatical errors and returned it to Tony. Yes, which is so, like, 
the thing about that Rachel. I think is it it's it's very Rachel, but also like kind of I feel that you know like yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, in the most I mean uh, I mean I do I don't feel it in that like grammatical and spelling mistakes are literally just a way to enforce classism but i do oh but maggie i'm an elitist so anyway i do i i I wish it you know i i can get down with like critiquing prose (laughs) so anyway um then in the most predictable turn of events ever should we should we make a point here that like this little date thing is very similar to Rachel and Finn's first date on the stage except they're drinking actual champagne this is like the grown up version oh. of Rachel and Finn's first date i hadn't even put that together that's wow poetry maggie it's like a like an onion oh, it rhymes the scenes are rhyming <laughs> so um like an onion it rhymes so um that there is right before we get to that twist um brody establishes brody, we're just friends and then they kiss and like yeah. start taking it like maybe farther yeah well because he's like listen rachel i'm never gonna push you because i realize that you're in love with your high school boyfriend and i just want to be your friend and then rachel's like ah oh, fuck it <laughs> So then in the in the most predictable twist ever, because Chris and I literally spent the entire episode just yelling every scene, being like, Finn's going to show up. There's a knock on the door. <laughs> Rachel's like, oh, no, it's just Kurt. I'll let him in. He forgot his keys. She opens the door, and it's <gasps> Finn. It's Finn. It's a... Bum, bum, bum. It's a dopey Finn who sees Brody in the background. And then- and then Brody stands up and we get like a shot of Brody's like new Finn face and then old Finn and old Finn is like the fuck? Yes. Like, you can see him you can see his head sort of tilt like what? And this is when I as a watcher was like no. I just no. yeah. I thought we were over this. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought it was done. Yeah. So that's where the episode ends. But um before we get to the podcast business, I want to bring something up real quick. Next week's episode is called The Breakup. Okay. Okay. If this is referring to Finn and Rachel, no, because they broke up at the end of last season. There was literally the scene that yeah. was like Rachel's like wet dream where Finn... Where Rachel was like, are you breaking up with me? And Finn was like, I love you so much, I have to. Yeah, and also, you can't come <laughs> with me because I'm going to Georgia. And she's like, you're joining the going army? army. <laughs> I, I, Rachel, I go to army. Rachel, I'm going... <laughs> Mother, I'm going to army. These are my... <laughs> these, these are my awards from army. <laughs> so, yeah, so... He's, he's going to hold up an orchid for Rachel and say, look, my award from army. I won you this from army. Um... But yeah, we'll we'll get to that next week. In the meantime, we have some podcast business. But, but it's, it's a metaphor. metaphor. And metaphors, metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for me being, being a star. Now we do gold stars. Yes. My gold star for this episode is going to be <laughs> Did you? I'm trying to stop. I know. A little bit. Yeah, I I had I, one. I just changed it though because I was kind of waffling on it already anyway. Um, do you want to hear who I picked? I, yeah. I chose Rachel Berry. Nice. Her makeover yeah. is just real good. You know. It doesn't <laughs> exist. But <laughs> you're being gaslighted. I don't know. It's just like 
her song with Brody is good. Her date yes. with Brody is good. Like, yes. in general, just the bits that Rachel was in, I liked. So, I think I'm going to split mine between Rachel and Blaine. Okay. See, so, yeah, I... I originally... The same character in two different places. Yeah. I originally was going to pick Isabel Wright, um, mostly because I do like her and I do... Like, I think Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker's performance is pretty good, Um, but I think I'm going to give it to Rachel, um, mostly because we need to get to the best number. Best number. We start with the Everyone Wants to Rule the World rendition that Blaine does by himself at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. Then it's... Celebrity Skin yep. by Brittany and Sam. Then it's You're Never Fully Dressed slash The Way You Look Tonight mashup by Kurt, Sarah Jessica Parker, and sort of Rachel. Mm-hmm. She gets in there a little bit, gets her hand on that ball. Yep. And then A Change Would Do You Good yep. by Rachel and Brody. And lol, that's it. Yeah, real slim pickings. There's a problem here. We'll get to that later, though. Um, I I know you already hate this, but I picked the way you look tonight. Slash, you're never fully dressed without a smile. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I think the performance is fine. Like I like the way that they all sound for the most part, and the soft shoe dancing is cute. But I just can't really get over the fact that like the whole premise is very stupid and doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, sure. what is this music video? Right. What no, is, I, 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 how is this, how is this Rachel's makeover scene? Like she's just putting on couture gowns. I, I completely understand. I think for me, part of it is just that like it, I just found that like, cause the way that they set it up for this mashup, it's pretty much just the melody of um, the way you look tonight. But it, like, throws in the lyrics of you're never fully dressed without a smile. Which is partly why I don't like it. Like, it's just... I don't know. For me... It just... It makes me feel like it's wrong. Yeah. It it just feels like they're singing a song incorrectly instead of singing a new song. Yeah. With, like... I don't know. Like a mashup. Yeah, it's just... I I don't know. I picked that one. I'm not not picking a different one because I do like that one. I'm not trying to make you... I'm and I don't want to fight about this anymore. Okay, what are you picking? (laughs) My my best number is everyone wants to rule the world. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah. Um, Then we have the last piece of podcast business: the slushy rating um, out of five, as we normally do. I am going to go for two out of five slushies. The main reason here, how about no? You give yours, and then we can kind of discuss because I want to hear. I, you know, I'm. I'm really leaning towards four. Yeah. I'm leaning towards four out of five slushies right now. Yeah. No, I think I, and based on like talking about it with you, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, based on the vitriol <laughs> that I have spewed yes. for nearly an hour and a half. Yeah. I feel, you know, watching the episode, I did not feel this negatively. <laughs> <laughs> watching, watching the episode itself, except when it got to the, like, the Brody lying about Rachel's makeover shit. I, <laughs> like watching the episode, I was like, "Oh, celebrity skin, this is fun." Like, "Oh, is this political commentary?" <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> like, I was still like, having, I was still had a good time watching. Yeah, it. I think in when you when you pull out the like Vogue.com storyline in full, like it's just yeah. stupid and doesn't <laughs> make much, sense. It's much- 
It's a better it's a better episode. But like Without I it. really liked it though. I don't know why. Mm. I think part of it is I like Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker. Her character is yeah, I like her too. terrible and like like we've like we've been talking about like her relationship with Kurt doesn't make sense and it's like it's just super weird. weird. But I at the same time and like I don't like the fact that this is a setup of like some weird like oh she's gonna be his like friend. Um that just feels really weird, yeah. but I also just kind of like it anyway. Like, it's nice to see, like, a nice, friendly relationship that isn't... I don't I don't want to see Kurt doing well because he's being mean to Blaine for no reason. <laughs> see, and that's the other thing, too, is that, like, I, I think for me, the parts of the episode I disliked the most were the McKinley parts. They're just old, you know? Like... Hmm. And I think that might be part of it. It's just like, I liked the New York stuff that happened because it was exciting and new. I liked, yeah. I liked Rachel's New York stuff for sure. Yeah. But but I, I, Kurt is just really getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> that's, and that's completely fair. <laughs> I don't feel very much pity for Blaine. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he does love an asshole. <laughs> right? So like, What can you do? Yeah, and... I mean, he, there's even the bit where he has the realization where he's like, oh, I did I did all of this for Kurt. Like, I moved this goal for Kurt and, like, none of it's worth it. And I'm like, okay, then, like, figure something else out. Like, then then break up with him and try to turn Sam gay. Yes, pretty much. Um, But, yeah, so that is the full episode. Um, I think, I think this has been... <laughs> this has been a little divisive, but... I at the end of the t- we live in we live in a divisive time. It's this. It's political, Maggie. Like- the stupid political <laughs> bullshit episode. Yeah, the political episode really really brought me out in a sort of I don't know angry mood. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I hope it didn't come across as angry at you. No, because I'm not. I'm angry at the show. No, it's I bad. know. And Maggie, believe me, I I know because the show does suck, and like that's the whole reason we're here. All of the anger is completely justified. <laughs> um, but if you felt angry about this episode or not, um, feel free to let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter. Maggie mentioned it earlier. Don't tell me about the X-Men. I don't care. Um, it's at <laughs> SNM Hate Glee. I don't either. <laughs> and uh, our email is also at or is also SNM Hate Glee at gmail.com. Um, we also have an Instagram at SNM Hate Glee. Yep, both of those are correct. Uh, you can catch some extra bonus content at our Patreon, patreon.com slash snmhakeglee. Uh, you can also uh, donate to us monthly or uh, one, like, uh, if you are more interested in, like, a single-time donation or something like that, hit us up at our email, and we can uh, point you to where you need to go. Yeah, um, just as a note, I just posted a link. Um, someone from, uh, it's uh, Joe, longtime listener, big fan um suggested on twitter we are a big fan of yes um on twitter they suggested that uh we provide the link to our notes for the finale episodes um in patreon so that's now available it's not notes so much as it's like a spreadsheet because that's how i work in my brain um (laughs) but it is cool and if you want to see that uh hit us up on patreon um if you're a patron our six stats (laughs) our our six scientific glee stats um if you're a patron and you have ideas for what you want to see out of that definitely let me know and i will i i I, like i said it's how my brain works i like working on stuff like that so um 
But are you gonna make us some like graphs, some Ooh. some visual aids? Oh, I can do that. Oh yeah. Um, but Ooh. if you like what you heard here and you want to see more or hear more, um, you can find Maggie online at mcar.biz. Uh, and also her Instagram, mcar.jpeg, J-P-E-G. And Sam does another podcast called All Out Brawl that's about Magic the Gathering, which you can catch on any podcatcher app in the whole wide world. Yeah, well, I let's not promise that much, but still... Well, most of them. The ones that matter. (laughs) Yes, but next week, uh, we'll be back with Season 4, Episode 4, The Breakup. Um, Who's going to break up? Is it going to be... Kurt and Rachel? Probably. Oh, God, no. Please, no. It also might be Britannia. Is it going to be... Is it going to be Clayne? Maybe. Kurt deserves it. Is it going to be... Blam? Rachel and Finn? Wait, they already broke up. Is it going to be Blam, a political breakup? <laughs> oh, man. I'm. Is, is Sam going to confront Blaine about how he's obviously very into him? Who knows? Yeah, we'll see next week. Um, God, I don't want any of those things to happen, but we'll see. And until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Blaine. From the top. Bye.